Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. We're out at Seal Hain again, another beautiful morning at Seal Hain. Should we wax lyrical? No, we better not. You uh, always do, Guy, but uh, I have a horrible feeling this, that summer might be coming I know, to an yeah. end this weekend, as the forecast says it might break a bit on this Saturday stroke Sunday, so maybe this is the last of the cloudless skies. So it's uh, slightly different again on the podcast this week. Uh, you'll hear, first of all, you'll hear Gary Johnson's press conference. Uh, Gary very kindly invited us along to record that one. Uh, the unfamiliar voice that you'll hear in that one is Brent Pilnick from the BBC, who is asking some of the questions. And uh, afterwards, uh, we have a quick chat with Asa Hall, the Torquay United skipper, who is currently on the injury list, an, an ever-lengthening injury list at Playmore. But we'll, Hopefully uh, it's shortening now. Would Hopefully be good, it's shortening, yeah. yeah. Um, eight, I, I, I defy any team in almost any division, whether it's Premier League or... I know the great Norwich City had 11 out against Man City last Saturday. <laughs> and what, still beat And them. still managed yeah. to beat them. But on the whole, any team that has eight players out, senior players as well, yeah. Um, when you think that United put out a team that, all right, they weren't in the end good enough to beat Chesterfield on Saturday, and that was a big disappointment. But um, I'm not sure there's many squads in this division could have put out, mm. you know, could, could have even got over that. But um, there you go. There um, you go. I think okay. one or two will be back. So first of all, uh, let's hear what Gary has to say. Then uh, we'll move on to Acer, and then we'll be back. What's, well, the, what's the latest? How many have you got? Any any players back, or is it still going to be a you know kind of what's left? No, we're we're hoping to get people back. I mean, uh, a few of them were close at the weekend, but um, unfortunately they didn't they didn't make it. And uh, you get medical advice, and you got to make sure that uh, you're taking on their their advice if they're going to be the experts. And some would have been set back a little bit more if we'd have played them. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we have to make sure that it's at the right time, and I think this weekend, Touchwood, uh, hopefully, um, you know, they'll uh, come out of the emergency ward, as you say, and uh, and be available to us. So we won't know until really tomorrow to see how they cope with today and then how they feel tomorrow. Do you have? Are you more confident about certain players, and if so, which ones do you think may well be able to feature at the weekend? Well, I don't want to put any names out there really to be honest with you because I you know what I'm like I'm paranoid about the opposition who's just all looking at a little plane coming <laughs> over there wondering whether uh, Dagenham could afford somebody to scout him but um, um, no so but we are we are looking to a couple of them to come back that's for sure And um, but uh, if I say it and then they don't come back you know people will say what do you know and all that sort of stuff so I'll leave that to the uh, to when we give the team out on Saturday. How frustrating is that, that kind of, that touch and go-ness that you have over a couple of, because you'll obviously want to have your mm. team preparation pretty yeah. much bang on today and certainly for tomorrow. Ideally, that's exactly what you want. You know, we, we normally do our organisation on uh, on a Thursday. <coughs> our set plays on a Friday so that we get all the organisational stuff in. But you can't, when the boys are, mm. uh, you know, this physio says, well, we need them, and the doctor says we need them in another couple of days couple of them have got concussion or had concussion 
so there's a protocol with that mm -hmm. anyway um, yeah so it's uh, it's always a difficult one that when, when we're not sure who you've got because you want to be working with them all week but uh, the ones that have been working to be fair have you know they they, they got a little uh, clip round the ear on uh, on Monday when we came in in, in our meeting and we showed them the video and uh, obviously the game at this level small margins of course where fine margins where we miss a goal in the first couple of minutes and they score quite soon after and from then on you're chasing the game and you have a couple of other chances we had a great chance right at the end um, with, with Reedy which normally he gets on to and he, he didn't quite get there so it's a uh, it is fine margin, so we're, we're having to chastise them a little bit and then make sure that they're mentally ready for the next, uh, for the next opponents. And we think that we're, we're in that position at this moment in time. You know, we've got a good, good group of lads that understand what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. um, they've just got to produce it more often. You, you mentioned kind of the chastising there and things like that. You're almost a quarter of the way through the season and you will be once this game is through. I think it's four wins, four losses and, and, and three defeats in there as well. And you, If you were a school teacher and you were given kind of a half-term or an end-of-term report at a kind of a place like that, why would you grade your squad at the moment? How would you grade what you've done this season? Well, where are we? We're 10th. Mm. Took a couple of points off the playoffs. So I do, I, I've said we'll compete. Um, but those fine margins mean you sometimes you lose a game you might have won, uh, other times you've drawn a game that you might have won, drawn a game you might have lost. So I would say we're we're in there competing. Nobody's only the solid whole game was we really really poor, mm -hmm. um, and you know they've shown that at this level even you know they're inconsistent as well because they haven't had a, uh, too many results since then. Um, so as long as the boys keep believing and you see in their heads that they're, uh, that they're believing in what we're doing from the training and, and from the games and when we pick them up on what we need to pick them up on then you, you, you know that they're still up for it you know every now and again they can have a poor game but when too many have a poor game on the, on the day then you get beat at this level so you know the grade. I, I wouldn't know the grade. I, th I think I said a B plus the other day. It would have been an A if we'd have got if we'd have got a result. At uh, where was it? Where did we play? Uh, uh, where? Oh yeah, Chesterfield. Yeah. See, I've forgotten it already. Um, <laughs> That's the way to be. I yes, think, isn't that it? is the way to be. And you move <laughs> on to the next one. But um, it, you know, if we'd have got a result then. It, it would have been a uh, an A sort of thing, as mm -hmm. A B C. So at the moment, it's a, a B, and uh, you know we need to get up into the A pretty quick and not drop down into any C scenarios. So, um, but I judge that by the mental state of the boys and uh, I'm hoping that uh, they're, they're, they're ready for Saturday's game. Team all for me, the first Dagnet of the weekend, what do you make of the opposition you're gonna be facing? Where do you think the strengths might lie there? Well, they're, they're, deep. they're on a good run at the moment. We, we seem to be coming up against teams that keep having good runs yeah. just before we play. <laughs> but um, other than Chesterfield, of course. Um, Peter Taylor's a, a good manager, he's been around a long time, we've had many a uh, competition in the two dugouts, not as enemies but as friendly rivals and uh, I respect him a lot and uh, you know, what a player he was by the way for those that could re remember him um, at Tottenham and things so I've got every respect for him and I think he has for me so you know, we'll, we'll both be 
desperately trying to win the game, of course. But uh, because it, you know, a couple of good results in the next couple of games put, will put us in a good playoff position, as it will with Dagenham. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's good that it's all to play for, really. You know, it's um, every game's a big game, it seems, and uh, and that's what we got to tra- how we got to treat this one. So they've got some strengths. Of course, we're trying to work on their strengths and their weaknesses and ours, uh, because at this level, everybody's got strengths and weaknesses. And finally, for me, we chat to Lucas in a bit. Um, not many Brazilian goalkeepers in the National League. <laughs> what did what has attracted what attracted you to Lucas initially when you decided to you would have come in and get him? And how do you feel he's performed this season? Uh, I think he's done okay. I think he's done okay. I think he he'd be disappointed with himself uh, for the goal at uh, Chesterfield because that was a time we needed him to be positive. He thought. I think he thought that the goal or the player was offside. Um, it was a ball that got played back in pretty quick from us having it. Um, but five minutes after that, he's made a match-winning save. Or we didn't win the match, but he's, he's you know, made a great save. Um, and I think he's he's been a great inclusion to our squad. That's no detriment, not to the detriment of uh, Sean McDonald because. He was magnificent last year mm-hmm. and, and was. I think it, Sean had the first four or five games. Lucas has had the next six or seven games. And uh, at some stage, I'm going to have to uh, pick a number one and a number a number two um, without uh, without sort of giving ourselves a problem and not keeping any sort of continuity. You know, that's, I'm not, I don't want to give one and then the other one and then the other one. So eventually we're going to have to choose. But what we know is... I've got two first-team goalkeepers. Uh, they get on, they're good you know, competitors, so they want to compete with each other, and that will make them both better goalkeepers anyway. And um, but they, they, they've both got the attributes to have a good career in the game. Fantastic. Tonight, No problem. You, obviously, the squad stretched with the injuries and what have you, but um, two home games coming up in quick succession, that uh, that must be a good, uh, good time to have them. If you win in, it is. Um, it's uh, and we've got to make sure that uh, you know the boys know the maths. You know, we the little meetings that we have, we give them little uh, mathematic classes where we say, Do you know how many you got to win on the trot now to win the league? Uh, do you know how many you need to get in the playoffs? So at this moment in time, we're still competing to, for a place for automatic promotion. But it will need a good run now, and a very good run. Um, you know, if you're saying two points a win, uh, um, uh, t- sorry, two points a game on average wins the league, 92, 92 points. Uh, probably you can do it on 90 this season, maybe. Um, we got some games to catch up, and you got to do them now before you run out of games. Um, you, uh, we haven't quite said we're not automatic promotion team right at this moment in time but what we you're still going for that and then you rely on the playoffs if you don't quite reach that and uh, but we've got to have our thoughts still on catching the teams at the top and keeping the momentum going as well yeah well you've got to get a win or two that's why it was good to get that win against Harrogate because that could have been the start of a run you know it could have been and now you've had the defeat at Chesterfield now we've got to get the next win so that we can start thinking about 
going on a run again. You know, you've got to get that first win, of course, first. I know it's obvious, but uh, that's what you've got to do. And I think the boys are understanding that. They know what they should be doing. That's the good thing about yeah. this squad. Um, and now they just got to produce. Now, of course, what people forget sometimes is there's 11 fellas that are spoilers that are out on the pitch that are trying to stop you, stop yeah. you doing that. And sometimes, you know, they're, they're very good at doing it. Um, and that's what happens sometimes. Yeah. So you've got to rise above that. But I've got a group that know what they should be doing. That's the important thing. Now they've got to produce. Yeah. Thank you. You mentioned that you and Peter Taylor have known each other. I think you, you kind of had, if I was really hard working enough, I'd probably have found out some two managers who've been at it longer than you two. And, yeah. and, and I'm not sure there is. No, no. If, if there are any. Yeah. You, you and he have obviously crossed swords in a nice way many times. Uh, any sort of particular instances stick out for you, or has it always been not, fairly not, friendly and peaceful? No, because I've come up against so many managers yes, in my right. career. Yeah. But. Obviously, when Peter was at Dover, probably, and I was oh, at Yeovil, yeah, then yeah, they were yeah. the days in, in the conference yeah. at, that, at, that, at those days that we were yeah. we were big rivals, you know. And uh, obviously, uh, Chel uh, not Cheltenham, wasn't Cheltenham, it was Yeovil. Um, and just going down to Dover, going up that bloody hill, yeah, it's quite <laughs> and into the uh, yeah. hoping that your team would make it up that hill, then you knew they were fit. <laughs> Uh, I used to get the courtesy car up there. Well, that yeah, they I used lived. to get the buggy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and they were always close matches, and they were always big matches as well, because we was always both sort of in contention. And, uh, you know, I don't know where he comes from, Pete, but he's probably a London boy, London, I don't know. Right? Yeah, you know, two cockney Different kids. side of the bridge. Different yeah, side of the maybe. Bridge. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, it was a... You know, we could both get annoyed, that's for sure. Yeah. But... Probably not he's a with, with each he? other. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And uh, hopefully, when he's doing his interview, he's calling me a gentleman as well. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. He was a wonderful player, wasn't he? He was uh, a great I, player. He was a great player. I was I'm old enough to have remembered the scene. Yeah, player, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I was a Tottenham fan uh, during his days. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of age between us. I don't know which one's older than the other, but uh, he's certainly slightly older than you, I think. Is he? Yeah, oh, that's handy. A couple of years old. Let's hope he stays in the game a bit longer. <laughs> I don't want to be the oldest. Um, but there's a lot of experience in, in that in those technical areas, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Do you remember seeing him play for when he was at Spurs? Yeah, and, I do. Yeah, because yeah. you were yeah. a fan of. You were yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah, I was at that time. I was living. You in. don't get many wingers like him. Not he, now, he no. He had the whole no. package, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. And uh, obviously, he, he was playing in a great team as well, wasn't mm. he? So, um, that's always handy when you can shut your eyes, cross the ball, and uh, you know, wait for one of their top strikers to nod it in. Was it Alan Gilzeen? Was it? Would he have played at that time? A bit, bit before later, his time, bit I before think. Yeah. Alan Gilzeen. Moss Chivers. 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 Yeah, Chivers. Yeah. Well, there you go. You've yeah. only got to cross it, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. But, um, Alan Gilzeen, he'll give me some stick on <laughs> Just throw that one in, yeah. Pete. <laughs> no, so you'll be looking forward to seeing him rather than going, oh, it's him in town. Oh, yeah, 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 no, exactly. No, I've got a few that I, I don't oh, no. look forward to seeing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, Pete's one that I do look forward to seeing. Yeah. So we're joined out here at Seal Hain once again by Asa Hall. Welcome, Asa. Thanks for joining us on the podcast again. No problem. Good to be here. What's the progress with your, uh, your current injury? Yeah, so it's a broken toe. Um, obviously, it was a tackle against Woking after about 30 minutes. So played on for an hour and then couldn't walk since, okay. really. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty sore, but we're getting there. We're, we're that hour must have taken some doing. 
it did, yeah. <laughs> had some painkillers at half time, but it yeah. didn't really help. Um, I wrote down in my pad, when I saw Jake warming up during the interval, I saw him walking off at half time, and I thought, Ace was never coming out. So I wrote Andrews for Hall during the interval yeah. and then it was Connor who had to come off yeah because Connor had a knock and mine had a knock I thought yeah. I can't be the third one no, so uh, no. you know I just said it was a kick and, and carried so, on yeah. I'm shuffling nervously because I don't want to yeah. clip your it's, foot it's a little toe, like isn't it it's my fourth toe oh, so sorry, next to the little one yeah. Right, right. yeah so you think you wouldn't need that toe but it's been quite sore it's so, hurt, so, though, yeah it does yeah. so you're having to watch a few games from the sidelines are you a good spectator or do you uh, you hate it I hate it I get nervous actually watching and you know, it's nice Still being part of it, I want to be, you know, as involved as I can be and, and be on the bench and, and try and yeah. give information what I can to help the team. But yeah, as, to as sit you had there. to at times towards the end of last season as well, didn't yeah, you? That's true. That your, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Was it hip? That was a your fractured back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, not <laughs> bones. I don't know. They, they keep going. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm a. It's I'm a bad. stage uh, you're carrying around with it you. It is. Now, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we, I say we were talking about walking football just now. You can, you're very welcome to join us. You know, you may not <laughs> be quite ready game, yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, two home games coming up in the next few days. I mean, Gary was talking there about trying to get the momentum back, trying to get it. You know, obviously Chesterfield was a little bit of a setback, but yeah. uh, it's time to go on a run again, isn't it? It is definitely. I think that's what everyone wants to do. We want to yeah. put a run together and get right up in the in the playoffs and see where that takes us. I think you know. Two home games and the bounce gives us a good opportunity to, yeah. you know, put some blocks down again and sort of give it a right go from now on. Yeah, I mean the players were obviously reacted to the the Chesterfield result. You would expect nothing less, but I mean you'll get a good reaction out of the team on Saturday. Definitely, I think you know that's one thing about this group. When we do lose a game, we uh, we always sort of react and, and put in a, a very good performance yeah. the next time, especially you know in front of the home crowd, which everyone loves playing at Playmore at the moment. Yeah. Indeed, and so, I'm sorry. How long do you think it'll be before you're um, you're 100% again? I think I'm a couple of weeks away. A couple I think. of weeks yeah, away. So I don't Good. want to say too soon. It's but, one of those you know. annoying sort of injuries, isn't it? That, that yeah, it, 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 it's a, it's okay when it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, you can't hustle it along or anything. No, like that's that, it. I mean, we did speak like, about it's not like a muscular muscular. Injury. No, we spoke about injecting it, mm. um, but I think that just make problems worse if I get another knock on it and displace it maybe so you just got to be patient yeah injections have a habit of wearing off as well they do they? yeah <laughs> so i wouldn't fancy that pain again to be honest asa thanks hope uh, hope it clears up soon and get you back in the team no problem where excellent. you belong thank you cheers all right thanks for your time all right no well so thank you very much to uh, to gary and to asa for their time this morning. We're, uh, we're back out in the sunshine again here at Seal Hain. There's a bit of wind blowing, if you'll forgive the sound effect, but it's always nice to have something a little bit different to uh, to put onto the podcast. Was that was that a spy plane that we, that we saw <laughs> I'm earlier I'm not convinced on. it wasn't. It was, it, do you know, it reminded me of that little one they built at Trago Mills all those oh, years right, ago. Yeah. I wondered if it was a Bielsa-type <laughs> spying <laughs> mission on behalf of uh, Dagenham or... Uh, or Eastley. You never know. No. Well, Eastley are the Spitfires after oh, all, aren't they? Oh, well go. done, well done. I'm here all week. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about the Chesterfield game, first of all. You yeah, were there. I was there. Disappointing? Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the goal itself was disappointing, but Gary's spoken at some length about that. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't just that. You just sensed, you know, when you go into a ground, the bottom of the league... Chesterfield yeah. we're talking about here in the National League bottom yeah. of the league haven't won a game and I know that scenario fills all talkie fans with dread and they were right quite rightly to be, yeah. to be filled with dread 
but you just knew that the atmosphere uh, was brittle to say mm. the least and United managed to give Mr. Great chance in the fourth yeah. minute uh, that's the way it seems to be going for him at the moment um, uh, uh, and who knows what might have happened if that had gone in mm. all I do know is that in the second half a goal down United cranked it up in the second half with a, a reshuffled makeshift yeah. sort of team um, uh, and don't forget Ryan Dixon who had to start in midfield when I say had to start he's a yeah. pretty good player but he's not up to 100% 10% by his own admission yet and he had to come off after 55 minutes got a ball in the face in the first half which left yeah. him a bit woozy so and young Matt Buse came on and we'll have a word about him yeah. in a minute but the moment even with that team United cranked it up in the second half and you could tell that how tense it was and how you know <laughs> moany the yeah. home crowd were they would and if United had equalized I'm confident they would have gone on to win because yeah. Cheltenham's confidence and their, you know, uh, the mood around the place was so brittle. Mm. All right, they, they, when the final whistle went and they'd won one nil without playing very well, by the way, um, you know, it, it was like they'd won a cup tie. Yeah. Um, well, so they, they were never going to go much longer without a win. Were you they? wouldn't have thought so. It's just, it's just, I absolutely get the fact that, that a lot of good United fans were dreading Saturday, so the fear for the, you know, the, the, the sheer nature of how the game fell in yeah. Chesterfield's season. Okay, they've won that game. I'll be very interested to see how Chesterfield go now. Yeah. They didn't beat United because they played very well last Saturday. It was just that United, for all their hard work and possession and approach work, supplied very little in the final third yeah. of the pitch and that was, and that was the biggest disappointment surprising because that's one thing they have been doing oh no now, if, if you would have said to me chances. i mean you know on the way there i was telling anybody who'd listen that don't worry we'll get we'll score today yeah and and <laughs> there you go what do yeah. you what do i know um so yeah it, it was a it's a re- it was a real disappointment yeah. you'd think yes you know as long as united turn up and produce it we'll get at least a point or we should do anyway and it didn't quite happen no. So let's look ahead rather than looking back then. Yep. Uh, Dagenham and Redbridge on Saturday. Yeah. Eastley on Tuesday. Both home. At, both at home. Uh, big games. Dagenham and Redbridge is always a, a decent game, it isn't is. it? It is, yeah. And, and they're, they're flying at the moment. Yeah. Um, we've just been talking to Gary about you know Peter Taylor, their manager. What, what an extraordinary bloke he is. 66 years old. Um, wonderful player that he was. Yeah. Uh, and has been a manager for even longer than, than Gary has. Wow. He seems um, to crop up whenever there are those vintage match of the days and big matches yeah. on, on TV. He won't sell much ice cream going at that speed. No. <laughs> um, it, he always seems to crop up in them, Yeah, he? he does. He, he was, uh, I mean, I, I, I was never a Spurs fan or a Palace fan, uh, but of course he started at South End and then went on to Spurs and Crystal Palace, England. Yeah. He was an absolutely fantastic winger, low to the ground, mm-hmm. but my goodness, he was quick could score goals, cross, he was top, top quality. And then he's gone into management, had an had a up-and-down manager career, promotions, I think with Brighton he took them up, did he take Leicester up as well, uh, managed some very good clubs, and then lots of lower division clubs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mentioned in the paper this week, he probably should have had his feet up by now, you know. But yeah. no, there he is, getting stuck in at Dagenham, who have themselves been through a very difficult time financially. He's helped to sort of them to come through yeah. that put together a new team this season lost three of the first four you know you think uh oh this could go one or two ways unbeaten in seven that is typical yeah. Peter Taylor coaching and management 
I was a bit. I was a bit surprised that he didn't get a longer run at the England job because he looked one at game the time. You know, he yeah. looked as if he was a shoe. Well, he'd for come the up from the under twenty ones where he'd he done had a really fantastic well record yeah. with the under twenty yeah. ones, which again is testament to his his coaching ability and you know and his coaching and man management ability with young players. Put him in charge of England in a bit of an emergency. Yeah. Made David Beckham captain, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, and then said cheers, thank you very much, and moved on. Um, and because he never sort of really got no. to manage at that level again. Um, that's what just shows just, you what managing England yeah, does for you. You just but, wonder whether um, he would have done well if yeah, he had a longer yeah, run at that. Yeah, absolutely. He's quite. He's a he's a, a quiet, studious sort of man. He isn't. He isn't a natural tub thumper. Mm. And maybe in top management these days, you've got to have a bit of that yeah. about you I don't know it, it doesn't make people any good managers necessarily but uh, nowadays you've got to be able to you know wave the flag above yeah. your head a bit haven't you and he isn't like that but, uh, no top guy and I think uh, Gary said after we switched the microphone off just then how many international managers are there in the National League <laughs> these two ex-international Latvia and England yeah I wouldn't have Ooh. Somebody will come up There's with There's got one. to be somebody. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't have thought so. No. 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 And, no. and they both, as Gary was saying, they both had the huge respect for each other. And yeah. um, the handshakes that play more on Saturday will be genuine rather Indeed. than forced. Now, Gary was saying uh, during the press conference there that the players had a little bit of a clip round the ear when they came in on Monday. They tend to, they will <laughs> after have, a defeat. Yeah, they will have sat down and watched the video... Um, and there's no hiding place out here, is there? It's um, no. you know, they're a very close squad, as you can hear in the background. They're quite a boisterous squad, um, but they'll have had a clip round the ear, won't they? I was chatting to one of the players the other day, and during a training session, uh, another player um, uh, made a mistake and tried to laugh it off as a, as a bit of bad luck. Yeah. It didn't, didn't get away with it that. Didn't get away with it, <laughs> and everybody th- and, and and Gary and Aaron, no doubt as well, had seen it. Yeah. And within a few minutes, pulled him to one side. Obviously, the player concerned is not. We won't name him. Mm. But basically, said, "Do you think we haven't seen that?" They see everything, <laughs> don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. can't get away. You know, referring to your no hiding place out here. You can't get away with anything. Mm. They see you picking your nose and doing your tie-ups. Yeah. And and. But it helps them. It's it's, yeah. it's it's to help them become better players. That's what everybody's here for. And um, no, no, no. They yeah. would have had the, the proper... You can't call it a post-mortem or an inquest, can you? It's much too serious of words. But uh, the, the, the full post-match analysis. Yeah, there would have yeah. been a few home truths on Monday. But presumably from the, from the depths of that, they build up for the rest of the week. Gary's quite up for these next two home games, Oh, isn't very. It? And I'm sure all the other players are. This is a very important thing in any football club is, is this feeling amongst the players that things are the same yeah. week in, week out. So that how they tackle a week doesn't suddenly go up one week and down the next. And so when they come in on Monday, the players know mm-hmm. how things are going to be. And that is part of taking excuses away. Yeah. In other words, yeah. if things are a bit chaotic one day and then great the next day, you, even something as simple as that, it can introduce a line of, oh, that was rubbish, that was. Or, oh yeah. dear, oh dear, this was wrong. Or that was wrong. No, it isn't wrong. Mm-hmm. If anything's wrong, it's you yeah. and the team and etc. Everything else out here is laid on, on the pitches and off it, to take excuses away from the players. Yeah, and it's it's uh, so they can never turn around and say, "Well, our training facilities are rubbish." 
oh the arrangements are rubbish oh this is rubbish that's rubbish no it isn't it's there for you it's isn't there it? for yeah. you yeah, yeah. It's good, and you'd expect a reaction from the players on Saturday. Dagenham well, Road, which is I, I, a big game, isn't in it? In fairness, to, in fairness to <coughs> Chesterfield, it wasn't. There was no lack of effort mm. from most of them on on, on at Chesterfield. It just didn't happen. It just didn't come off. They didn't play quite well. Certainly in in, in the final third of the pitch. Sorry to sound like a football coach, um, but that was what was missing. There was plenty of effort. Ben Whitfield ran around like yeah. he was, like he was possessed for ninety minutes. He had a terrific game. Um, uh, so I, it's I. It's very, very seldom that I've watched United over the last season, year, especially under Gary Johnson, and thought they haven't put it in today. Very, very no, rarely, no. Um, if at all. E- even Solihull away, I can remember when 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 we got stuffed at Solihull three 0 yeah. and it, and we were well beaten. You didn't feel it was because of lack of effort. It just didn't happen on the night, no. and we couldn't cope with what they had. Um, so in terms of effort and attitude, it'll be exactly the same this Saturday. Yeah. What, what what needs to happen is that you know the right players need to do the right things at the right times, and um, if if they get two or three back, all the better. And um, what what news on the injuries then? I mean, Gary said it won't be until tomorrow that he. I mean, he's not saying who's coming back. You can understand why. Yeah. Um, but you'd think, expect a couple of them to I be back. I think the ones they'd be hopeful about, and I'm I'm certainly not talking them into the team because I'm you know. Only they and the coaching staff will know. But I think Opie Edwards has been quite close now for a week or two. I know Armani Little was very hopeful that he might get back for last Saturday and didn't yeah. quite. That's a hamstring. And if you try and push somebody back with a hamstring, you risk him being out for, for, for months. Worse, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you've got to be 110% certain with injuries like that. Other ones, knocks and little things you can yeah. sometimes cope with. Um, we know Ace is a couple of weeks away because he's just told us. He's just yeah. told us, yeah. yeah. I would have thought Jean-Yves, Cuignarte, uh, another week perhaps. He that, was that quite was shaken bad, up, wasn't he? Concussion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, although he's here with a smile on his face today, I think he's a little bit further away. Um, who are the other ones? Jake Andrews is a possibility, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, uh, Ruri Keating, I think, isn't far away. So all of them are, yeah. you know, within touching distance. All of those ones. And we've, Connor Lemon here has had oh, his yes, operation, hasn't that, he? That's, that's, yes, he has. I think. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. We, you know, he's spoken for for, yeah, for a little while. For so, a while. Yeah, he, he won't be back on Saturday. <laughs> put it like that. But the, I mean, the team—we've called it a makeshift team—and that doesn't really do it justice, does it? I mean, in the Harrogate game, you know, it was a makeshift team. It was thrown together, and they did really, Especially really well. Especially during the course of the match, as well. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So you know, it, it's not a bad thing no. necessarily. And 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 of course, at this point, we can mention a player who has appeared in these last two games from that most people won't have seen, and that's Matt Buse. We do. Um, we, we neglected him last we week. We must apologise for to that. Matt for not yeah. mentioning the fact that he came on and did pretty well at, yeah. uh, against Harrogate. And he did exactly the same thing um, at Chesterfield on Saturday. He came on for um, Ryan Dixon early in the second half. And you think, well, this is a lad who stepped out of Southern League football yeah. with Taunton Town. He's he'd obviously been with United all the way through pre-season, got himself a contract. But this is a big step up yeah. um, from he's, that. He's a busy player, he, isn't he? He, he worked yeah. so hard on yeah. Saturday. And the, 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 one of the reasons why I like him, he, 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 he does what's on. He, mm. he gets the ball, looks up, and shifts yeah. it, usually the most straightforward pass, and then moves and tries to get to go and get it again. A bit like Frank Vincent does when he's yeah. playing really well. And and uh, uh, he he's energetic, gets yeah. around the pitch. And you would have thought, wouldn't you, a player who's coming on, he would never have dreamt 
12 months ago that he'd be playing at the Proax 15,000 capacity Proax stadium uh, in, in no. the, fo the following September. But he came on, he wasn't in the least intimidated, he worked hard, he put himself about the pitch, he looked like a pro, Yeah. and all credit to him, and um, he's, he must be closing the gap with yeah. one or two uh, of the other mid senior midfielder players at the club and at least those these last two appearances will have told Gary Johnson I can yeah. I can rely yeah. on him to be on the bench or you know if necessary start and and I know what I'm going to get out of him and he when we look back on this tricky period in the season you know he's going to be one of the uh, the players that's held it all together for Torquay isn't yeah, he yeah or certainly helped to uh, um, yeah and, and he's he's a he's a good lad he's up for this big time he's yeah. this is his chance to become what he's always wanted to be which is a professional footballer yeah um, and he's doing his you know he's had to wait hasn't he he's had to sit around for mm. several weeks while the so-called first team carried on and he was so, he went for several weeks having to sit in the stand and watch each week yeah yeah. Um, uh, and now he's starting to get his chances because of injuries. Well, he wouldn't be the first player to take advantage of a thing like that and end up actually having ahead of them. In having the a bit of a run in the team. Yeah. And um, Olaf, of course, has come back from his loan. Re recalled. They had yeah. to recall him from Tiverton last week because the injury situation yeah. was... was um, you know, so bad. So he's back on, and he got on on Saturday as well, uh, in quite difficult circumstances. It's difficult to ask a 17-year-old kid on to, yeah. to go on and transform what wasn't happening. You know, up front, um, and uh, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, Do, um, does that mean he hasn't played in the FA Cup for Tiverton? Was that the FA Cup game? Uh, he was going to play no, he week? did play in the he FA did Cup. Play in the yeah, FA Cup and then they recalled him. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as far as I know, anyway. So he, I don't think he's available for United in the FA Cup now. And he plus he came on and replaced, as far as I remember, Manny Duku, who it hadn't happened for. No. And, and and here we are, probably not for the first time. We're we're saying it hadn't happened for. I I've watched, you know, a lot of United fans of, you know, especially the social media merchants have been, you know, expressing their views on, on yeah. that. And I I I've watched him play in the last few weeks. And I, this is, a, again, a youngish striker in terms of experience. He's 27 years old, so he yeah. isn't that young. But in terms of English football pro experience. And he strikes me, he's somebody who basically needs to batten down the hatches yeah. and work his backside off. Yeah. In other words, he's in a, a spell at the moment. He desperately needs a goal. And I think if he was to get one... The roof will come off maybe, if he gets one. Oh, that, yeah. that, that, that's yeah. right. And he needs, but but stri strikers and centre forwards, they they don't come out of these spells by waiting for a trick or a, mm. a, a, a goal of the season jobby. You just have to put in yard after yard after yard, and the worse it gets, the harder you have to yeah. work. You have yeah. to risk looking bad. You have to put yourself about to such an extent that you and all your teammates will look at you and go, my goodness isn't he trying hard to get a well, goal the, and then all of a sudden yeah one will hit you on the backside and go in crazily yeah and that's the thing that will set you off and and Manny Duco has got all the tools to do this job yeah he just it's just not happening for him at the moment well, he's only got to look at what happened to his striking partner really hasn't he because Jamie Reid went through spells where he go. was working himself into the ground but things Quite. weren't going for him no and then the goals started coming and they haven't stopped since no so you know, Manny's um, only got to look across the uh, across the front line, really. Absolutely, hasn't he? and 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 you know, he, he's in the sort of situation where after training, I mean, goodness sake, I, Gary would have told him this long ago. You know, he he he's the one who goes right four or five apprentices, as we used to call them, trainees. Yeah. Back after training, 
crossing and shooting, heading, yeah. crossing and heading. Work, 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 work. And you keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And suddenly, and it's, it's the old Gary Player thing, isn't it? You know, the, the harder I practice, the luckier I get. Yes. And, and uh, he, he's just, the, for centre forwards, you're yeah. out there, aren't you? Absolutely. The spotlight is yeah. on you. Yeah. When you miss, just like goalkeepers throwing one in, you know, mm -hmm. or, or making a mistake, when you miss, everybody sees it. And last Saturday at Chesterfield, great counter attack down the right hand side, Whitfield yeah. to Kalala, Kalala crossed it, just outside the six yard box, go on then side foot it in goal 1-0 and who knows what might have happened at yeah. Chesterfield if that had gone in he missed it and the game went the other way yeah. so straight away it's Dooku miss you know and there's no hiding place for centre forwards and no. strikers so you have to get that inside your head and say right and, and it makes them tough mental, mentally yeah. tougher people Look, Jamie Reid his, his mental toughness to have come through the period that he came through over mm. the last two, three years. You know, he's that much more grown up and and, yeah. and mentally stronger. Uh, and Manny Duku will he will. will well, have to do this. And, he, and you know, fingers crossed he will. And he will. And, and because Gary know, has seen something in him where he's seen him play before that's made him bring him here. Yeah. And he doesn't get much wrong, does he? No. So no, you no, know that, no, that no. you know it's there. Yeah. It's just yeah. that it's, uh, I mean, it's got to come and, through. And as far as the crowd are concerned as well, if they see, you know, Manny Duku's gone however many games it's without a goal, blah, 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 blah. If they see him running himself into the ground, throwing himself across defenders, even if, it makes mis even if it, it, mistakes are happening as a result of it, you earn credit. They will, they yeah. will see that. They yeah. will see that and, and, and say, well, it may not be happening for him, but he ain't half trying. Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, it's like Rory Keating. When yeah. Rory Keating runs on a football field at Plainmore, the fans straight away are up for it, yeah, because he's up for it, yeah. And 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 I'm not saying that Manny Duku doesn't try, you know, he's he is, but it's just those extra yards, extra yards, extra yards, yeah. And and then all of a sudden, it comes. It does. Well, we can't uh, we can't end the podcast this week without mentioning the walking football trip. Well, I, which I'm was fascinated um, to hear. Torquay United in, in Europe, Europe last yeah. weekend. We took uh, we took sixteen. We took two teams over to Klegerek two teams in of Brittany. Eight. Yeah, yeah. Lovely place, by the way. Right. You forget how lovely Brittany is when you haven't been there for a couple of years, and it's just uh, great. The hospitality was great. The organisation was terrific. It was one of those village sports complexes with a sports hall inside beautiful pitch outside the biggest football pitch i've ever seen by the way their 11 aside team were playing on it on um, on sunday and i'm not sure if it was just because we'd come out of the five aside court but i could hardly see from one end of the pitch to the other it was massive <laughs> we were we were all sitting that there thinking this, bit, yeah, this must have been pushing <laughs> the be boundaries <laughs> yeah absolutely um but yeah the talkie uh, talkie team we finished third in the tournament on the saturday a uh, mixture of uh, visiting teams from the UK and the local teams. We finished third again on the Sunday, wow. and we have to grudgingly acknowledge that Argyle A were the winners oh, on no. both days, and they were the better team. They were the best team in the tournament. They deserved to win, and there I've said it. I never need to say it again. <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was very, very good. So well done to all the guys who went over. Thank you for the people who organised it. It was a, a terrific trip. We shall probably go again. I've come back with a slight, um, a slight duelling scar, which was unfortunately not. Um, 
not incurred in the heat of battle, but was incurred when I fell over one of my own players <laughs> and uh, slid along the ground for a couple of metres on the bridge of my nose. Yeah. So it's your it's, it's your attempt to look like Wes Saunders before the before the 1991 playoff final. Nobody hit me with a kettle. <laughs> no. It was it was entirely my own doing this one. But uh, so there we go. So it's uh, two home games coming up. We shall Very see you important. at Plainmore on important. Saturday for the visit of Dagenham and Redbridge with a three o'clock kickoff. And then Tuesday, Eastleigh at Plainmore, 7.45 kickoff. Do come up and say hello. It's always nice to know that people are listening. If you have any observations, things you think we should be doing, things you think we shouldn't be doing, like possibly getting a microphone with one of those wind baffles on it, which would make the outside broadcast better. But thank you very much for listening. It's been another uh, sun-kissed podcast at Sealhane. And in the meantime, as ever, come, come on, on you yellows. yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL, or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talker United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.